Well, it's good to be back, not under the circumstances, but it's good to be back. I appreciate that, uh, the opportunity, and of course, as was mentioned, pastor's out of the hospital, but of course he's not feeling that well to be here tonight, and that's totally understandable, and I thank you for having me today and uh, this evening, and just continue to pray for him. Our family prays for him just about every night. And uh, just praying that he would recover and get better. And um, and I know you do too. And so um, uh, things are going well in the prison ministry. Um, I, it's not been too long ago since I've been here, but we're just plugging away. I haven't seen a greater season in ministry than we're having now as far as the uh, opportunities and God giving us favor within the institutions, um, seeing kids saved and uh, even staff coming to Christ. And um, so God is working. And uh, thank you for praying for us. If you would, just always remember to pray uh, for the Terrazas family as we go into these institutions every week, uh, three different institutions and a fourth uh, once a month there at uh, Columbia River. And so pray that uh, God would just continue to open up the doors in those uh, institutions. Um, it's looking uh, about, as I did a message here a while back about God's desire to be intimate with us, to have a relationship with us. And the second part of that, which I did not do, would, um, but we as believers often fail to know God intimately. God is there. He's always wanting to have that relationship with us. We know this because his steadfast love for us. We know this because of he's given us a heart to know him. Um, he created us and made us in such a way uh, that we would want to know him. But we know this because God is willing to forgive us and cleanse us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So what greater love than that, than someone to lay their life down for for us, in this case, Jesus Christ. So there's so much evidence. And we know this now, not only because of all those things I just mentioned, but he desires to help us here on earth and to carry our burdens and... um and we and he guides us and leads us and uh, the Holy Spirit will be with us and helps us to have life and have it abundantly here on earth. And then he invites us into his presence. Um, he invites us. He wants us to be with him uh, in heaven. And he, he desires to uh, to be with us. But believers often fail to know God. Obviously, we're human and we fail uh, in our relationship with him. And uh, that's the emphasis tonight. I'll be short and brief, but I just want to share some things that we fail in having that intimate relationship with him. Uh, let's read Isaiah chapter 59. Verse 1, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, it says this, Behold, the Lord's hand 
is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Thank the Lord for that. Huh? God desires uh, to save us, to help us, to hear us. Um, but verse 2 says this, but our iniquities, our sins have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So God could, God could save anybody. God wants to uh, love us and he's always there for us. But our iniquities, our sins, uh, hinder that. Uh, it's us that separates us between you and our God, our sin and our life. And he hid his face from us and neither will he not hear. So that relationship there is, uh, uh, sounds like a difficult relationship when sin comes into our lives. Let's pray and then we'll continue. Father in heaven, Lord, we're thankful for your word. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here tonight. I do pray for pastor as he recovers. I pray you be with him and his wife and just, uh, give them grace, uh, give him healing and give him what he needs, Lord, to get through this as well as his wife. And I just pray even tonight that you would encourage them somehow, some way, and uh, just uh, comfort, heal, and um, give grace. And Lord, we love you. I pray for this church body, Lord, that you would uh, help me tonight to be a blessing and an encouragement and a help. And that your Holy Spirit would have his way in our lives, in our hearts. And Lord, we love you. And thank you. Help me now to be a good communicator of your word. Uh, forgive me of my sins. And Lord, now I ask that you meet with us in a special way here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So we see here, believers, when we allow sin to reign in our lives, it thus prohibits that closeness to God. Um, and so it's important that we uh, stay in God's will and be in God's will and to separate ourselves from the world. Jeremiah 9.3 says this, and they bend their tongue like the bow for lies but they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil and they know not me, saith the Lord. Again, evil, iniquities, sin. Uh, so many people call themselves believers, or I should say Christians, and their life wouldn't show it. And uh, we need to and I'm not just talking about them, but I'm looking inward at myself and at us and saying, we need to be careful uh, to separate ourselves from evil, from iniquity, from the world. Of course, I'm in prison ministry and I deal with people all the time and I'm constantly uh, telling people about Jesus Christ. And many times uh, I run into people and 
in, in the institution who say, I'm a Christian. I accepted Christ as personal savior, but yet they don't have victory in their life. They're saved. And that's between them and God. And if they've trusted Christ as their personal savior, um, you know, I believe in eternal security and they're going to heaven when they die, but they have really no relationship with Christ in their life because they let sin reign in their life. And what a sad way to live. And God can't hear them. God, they won't allow God to work in their lives. And so they need to surrender. It's one thing to be saved, but then once we're saved, then we ought to follow Christ and let him rule and reign in our life. And uh, none of us are perfect, but we need to come to that place in our life where we just say, hey, I'm going to let God's principles lead in my life. If not, we're hindering that relationship and uh, we're prohibiting closeness with God. And that's a dangerous place to be. Um, some be- believers possess misplaced priorities. A lot of us, you know, we have these different priorities in life and we need to make God the priority. And without him being the priority, uh, it's not right. He needs to be the priority. He needs to be number one. And we find that in Matthew chapter six. Let's turn there. Matthew chapter six. And let's look at verse 24. The Bible says this, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So God here, Jesus is speaking. He's saying, you know what? You can't serve two masters. And so many of us, uh, try and so many Christians try to serve two masters, but it's not possible. You must serve God or else you're serving the world. And we get our priorities mixed up and we even us Wednesday night Christians here. We need to be careful to keep our priorities in order. I don't know about you, but I have a, a, a good um, idea we're constantly bombarded constantly daily, huh? With things that are pulling us and trying to change our priorities. And so we constantly need to surrender to God. When I say constant daily, several times a day, we need to surrender. Living for Christ is not just getting saved, but it's just surrendering to God's purpose in our life daily probably several times a day, many times a day, keeping our priorities in order. So let's keep our priorities in order. Uh, one of my life verses is uh, Matthew six thirty three: Seek ye first. We need to seek God first, make him a priority. And when we make Christ a priority, then everything else will fall in place. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, we need to seek God, make him our priority. Without that, 
making him a priority, uh, we fail to know God intimately. Uh, we fail. And we li- live in a world today where it's so, uh, we're in evil days and it's constantly pulling our thinking and our direction from God. And even being a Christian now for, gee whiz, uh, uh, 40-some years now, I've seen the church go in so many different directions. And it's easily get pulled. And I'm not saying all of it is wrong, but we just kind of tend to stay away from the world. But we kind of, when the world gets eviler and eviler, we kind of stay back, but we're still... Uh, moving and moving and we need to just get our priorities in order so many churches be be careful uh, not to fall into that trap of not keeping christ a priority but personally we're talking personally tonight we need to keep priority god a priority in our life god wants to have that relationship god wants us to have victory god wants to help us and to cleanse us and forgive us and to uh, to carry our burdens and he invites us to be in his presence but sin gets in the way sin gets in the way because we don't have our priorities in order some believers do not love god as they should Let's look at Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. It says this, uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, with all thy what heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Um, this is the first and great commandment, loving God. Um, we need to love God like he wants us to, with all our heart. Uh, with all our soul. With everything within us, we need to fall in love with God. And, uh, but we're in love with a lot of things. And making those priorities right, let's learn to fall in love with God. Make Him a priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Stay away from the things of the world or as much as possible focus on God and you will stay away from the things of the world that entangle us and drag us away from God. Uh, We need to make God a priority. Without that, the devil gets in. Yeah, you may be going to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. They've been covered under the blood, but you're not going to have victory here on earth. Sin gets in. And I'm talking to the preacher here today, myself. We need to make God a priority. We need to learn to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And the way that happened is just having that relationship strong. Staying in the word, applying the principles, 
having faith in him and trusting him. Uh, the world will promise you all kinds of things and the devil will lie to you and say, you can't serve God with all your heart. Uh, but we need to listen to God and make him a priority. But a lot of us love the world. Just look at first John chapter two. And um, let's look at verses 15. Love the world. Again, it's just telling you. I'm sorry, we were this there, huh? Uh, yeah, First John. Okay, let's look at First John chapter 5. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. First John chapter 5, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and that we are in him that is true. In his Son, Jesus Christ, this is true. This is the true God and eternal life. Verse 21, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. And uh, there's people in this world that we look up to. And we kind of just uh, in awe of them. Who are those people? We need to be careful to keep our idols <laughs> who they should be. And we need to look to Jesus Christ. We need to look to God and make him our idol. But anything that comes into our life, you know, there's a uh, a lot of things in this world that people look to. And I try to teach our kids that we need to look to godly people. Right now we're studying and in school and they're writing reports and they're looking up people and uh, we're looking up these great people of God and men of God and women of God in history who've done great and wonderful things. I want them to be the examples for my children. But so many uh, uh, young people in this world today, hey, their idols are anything but godly people. And we need to be careful. Um, and we need to teach our young people and even remind ourselves uh, we need to keep God a priority and not the things of the world. Uh, but we love idols. And we need to be careful not to love those idols. We need to love God. Um, look to those people in our lives uh, that are serving God, missionaries, preachers, uh people who've done great things and godly things and lived their life through trials and tribulation and yet they stood firm for Christ. Those ought to be our idols. Those ought to be the people we look to. Again, making God a priority in our lives. We're bombarded, huh? With all kinds of things in this world. 
And uh, God needs to be a priority. But when he's not, when he's not, we're not going to have that closeness to him. Where are we at spiritually? I often tell the young people, I said, you're here, we're in a Bible study, and I'm here to remind you, hey, you need to get your priorities in order. Some of them never heard about Jesus Christ. Some of them never been uh, in church in their entire life. And I said, get your priorities in order, and I'm here to remind you there is a God. And he loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. And maybe you didn't even know that. But I'm here to tell you, you do. And he loves you. And we get right down to the gospel. John 3.16. Some people are there. They're Christians. They've gotten saved. But they've got their priorities all out of whack. And they shouldn't, they didn't love God like they should. Uh, they loved the world. Uh, they lo- they had worldly idols. And so I'm there to remind him, hey, where are you at spiritually? Maybe you're saved, but do you have your priorities in order? I said, God is real. Whether you're incarcerated or not, or whether you're sitting in God's Word Baptist Church, or whether you're sitting in Callitz County Juvenile Detention Center, we need to get our priorities in order. The other day I was preaching at a Christian school, and I was saying, hey, summer's coming. You're not going to be in a Christian environment like you are now. I'm not saying that always Christian environments are the best environments, but I'm saying at least you have some teachers and you're here in church and you're in chapel and you're being reminded. Uh, But summer's coming. And you're not going to have chapel every Friday. You're not going to have Bible lessons every day. And you're going to be there and you're going to be at home or you're going to be hanging out with your the kids in the neighborhood or even within your families that sometimes they're they're not uh, following God like they should. And you'll be going on vacation and you're going to be hanging out with your friends and things of that stuff. And so you need to remember. To make God a priority. To stay close to him. You're going to be out of, some of you guys here, you're graduating, you're, you're going to be out of your parents' house, uh, maybe in a year or two or whatever it is. And you have to decide, hey, where are you going to stand? Are you going to make God a priority? Yeah, you have to kind of sort of because you're in the house and you, you, maybe you, you go to church because your family goes to church, but when, what about that when you're living on your own or some dorm or whatever? I don't know the circumstances. Uh, what are you going to do? You need to make God a priority. And we're constantly being bombarded with the world. And so we have to know what we believe and why we believe it and, and, and just uh, have faith in God. And know what we believe and why we believe it and know where it says it in the Bible and keep God a priority. Love God like we should. With all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our soul, we need to learn to do that on our own. And don't love the world. The world's going to hell and they're going fast. And the devil don't treat his people very well. And there's consequences for sin. 
Even for the Christian. We're not exempt just because we're saved all of a sudden that we don't have to uh, pay a consequence. Oh, there's consequence. Some of the most miserable people on earth are believers who are not living for God. Might as well be unsaved. You'll probably be better off. But because you're saved and because you're a child of God, uh, hey, if you don't live for God, if you're not doing right, you're going to be a miserable person. And the devil's going to beat you up. He doesn't want you to be successful. He doesn't want you to be following God. He doesn't want you to have victory in your life. His goal is to ruin your testimony, to ruin your life, uh, to kill you if he could, especially as a believer. So again, why is he saying all this? God loves us. He wants to have that, uh, that steadfast, he has that steadfast love. He, he, he's not, his hand is not shorn that he cannot save. Neither is the ear heavy that he cannot hear. But our iniquities have separated us between God, between you and your God. Our sins have hid his face from us. God wants to help us. God wants to carry us through. He wants to cleanse us and forgive us. He wants to, to, to carry our burdens. Boy, you need that. You know why? Because when it rains, it rains on all of us. Whether you're a Christian or not, it's going to rain on you. And you're going to go through storms and difficult times and challenging things are going to hit your life. And you're going to need God at that time. But if you're living in the world, if you don't have your priorities in order, if you, if you have the worldly idols and you're just thinking of self, and there's some consequences out there. What are you going to do? How's God going to be able to help you if you're just running from him and sitting and staying away from him? We need God. It's not just for our parents. It's for all of us. It's not just for those grandparents. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the people at church. No, we need God. All of us. And you know what the big problem is? Ourself. Probably the biggest problem I have in my life is myself. It's not the world. It's not all these things out there. It's me, if we're honest. Uh, You know the verse, Romans 12, 3. um, For I say, though, the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Self. Self. Pride. And so we need to live for God. And man, we love ourselves so much. But we need to turn that around and love God. So all these things that come into our life, we need to uh, be reminded. If I could just tonight uh, remind you, 
obviously you're here on a Wednesday. You're probably one of the uh, more um, dedicated Christians, and I'm glad about that. But the devil's out there. The world is out there. And worst of all, ourselves. And we need to make God a priority and make Him seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I'll be honest, it is true. It's going to cost us to live for God sometimes. It's going to cost us. And some of us don't want to pay the price. And uh often tell those guys in the juvenile detention center, man, it's going to cost you if you don't live for God, though. Yeah. I mean, he's going to take everything he can away from you. The devil will. The flesh will. Ourselves will. Luke 9.23. Let's turn there. Luke 9.23. And he said unto them all, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It'll cost. You might lose some friends. You might lose a promotion. You might uh, lose some status or whatever. Hey, but it's all worth it. And if you only knew how worth it it was. Don't hang on to those things that you think are so important. But nobody will like me. But they, I won't be invited, or I won't this, or I won't that. Live for Christ. It'll cost. John 6.60 says this, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard of this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Verse 61 when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, it is the Spirit that quicketh the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And Jesus said, therefore, I say unto you, no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Sad verse. Um, so what do we need to do? Um, love God, make him a priority, love him like we should don't love the world. 
don't have worldly idols. Look at ourselves and look at the mirror and realize, you know what? Uh, I need to follow God and not myself and not my pride. And be willing to pay the price to follow Christ. Somebody once said, and I kind of learning as the older I get, you know, the worst day as a Christian is much better than the best day as a non-believer. There's a lot of truth in that. And so I say, let's, as children of God, let's live for Him. Let's follow Him. Uh, whatever the world is knocking on your door tonight and the world is knocking on your door tonight and our self is trying to uh, draw us away from God, uh, be reminded, sin prohibits the closeness of God. But again, I remind you, his hand is not shortened. <laughs> and uh, that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. Uh, I'll never leave thee, I'll never forsake thee. We could always turn back to him. And we just need to call out to him. Maybe you're here tonight and you're saying, man, I'm not even sure if I know him. God wants to have a relationship with you. God loves you. He died for us. He's willing to forgive our sins. He's willing to give us eternal life. But we must believe. We must have faith. And if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that's the first priority. That's the first thing we need to do is to believe what He did on the cross was for our sin that he paid the penalty for my sin in order that my sins could be forgiven in order that I could stand before God and say, hey, Christ, pay for my sins. Are you saved? If not, that's the number one thing you need to do. If you're not saved, please don't leave the church tonight before getting that settled, and I could help you do that. If you're saved today, just be reminded the world is out there. Our flesh, ourselves, uh, it's just constantly pulling us away from God. And we're missing out because of it. Don't let sin take root and start to grow. Because those weeds, they get real thick. And they grow fast. And they start to choke every spiritual thing in you. And it's not fun. So believers often fail to know God intimately because of sin in their lives. Let's examine ourselves, whether we're saved or not. But if we're saved, then let's just examine ourselves and say, what is it in my life that I need to start weeding out? Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for wanting to know us, cleanse us, and forgive us. You want to carry our burdens. You always invite us into your presence. Uh, But there's sin. 
and misplaced priorities. And we love the world and we love idols and we love self. And sometimes we're just not willing to pay the price. It's a small price and there's so much to benefit from it following you and help us to get our priorities in order. Help us to love you. May there be nothing in the way from us being close to you. I know we're not perfect. There's no perfect person in our, in this room, including this preacher, but help us to be in a course on the right course. And if we trip, help us to get back up and to get back up and continue to follow you and never go back and help us to do that. Maybe there's somebody here today that might say, Brother Rick, I'm not saved. I'm not sure if I'm saved or I know I'm not saved, but I sure would like to know that I have a home in heaven. I want to know that I'm a child of God. If that's you tonight, would you just let me know by raising a hand? I won't call you out. I won't embarrass you, but you say, I'm not sure if I have forgiveness. I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'm a child of God, but I sure would like to know if there's anybody like that. Would you just let me know by raising a hand? Maybe you're here tonight and say, Brother Rick, I need to get priorities in order. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand tonight, but maybe you would just there in your pew get right with God. Best way we know. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you tonight but I'm not sure if we always love you like we should or at least myself maybe because I start loving the things of the world or I love the idols of the world my biggest problem is myself we love ourselves Lord help us to pay the price and be willing to live for you The world needs us to be right with God. Help us to be light and darkness. Again, we love you tonight. We're thankful for your word and your reminders. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you again.